1: Let's get into some of these games because we have a few of them today on this Thursday here on the Daily Tip. Let's start in Toronto. Blue Jays Brewers. We have Toronto laying minus 200 here. Total of eight and a half runs. It's looking like at least a pretty solid pitching matchup here. Freddy Peralta has been hit or miss, though. Great strikeout stuff, but only five and four this year with a four six four ERA. Opposing him is Kevin Gosman for the Blue Jays. and with a 3-0-3 ERA. So, Jenks, on paper, it looks like Kevin Gosman is the way more consistent pitcher here. Are you rolling Mm -hmm. with the Blue Jays?
0: I sure am. This is one of my favorite bets today. Is it juicy? Yes. Yes, it is. But that's what I do. Here's my handicap on this bad boy. I'm going Blue Jays' first five run line. At minus 150, it's a half run. So, you're right there on that threshold, at least my threshold. But Freddie Peralta, I do not think is ready for this Toronto lineup, which is second in the majors against right-handed pitching and a top-six team when playing at home. Peralta himself, away from Milwaukee, has an ERA of 6.45. And Kevin Gossman has been great this season, even better at home. Hasn't picked up a win in Toronto, Chelsea, but he has an ERA of only 2.10. I'm going to roll with the better pitcher here. Blue Jays, first five run line, minus 150.
1: I think that's the only way to play this because I looked at player props for Kevin Gosman because I thought maybe the earned runs would be a solid play, but it's juiced so heavily to the under two and a half at minus 175 that that's not something I really want to play. So I'll be with you on the first five for the Blue Jays. Uh, The normal run line's minus one and a half. Don't love that. I would rather lay a little bit of juice and feel a little bit more comfortable about the Blue Jays being ahead. And also, I think the the Brewers are a hard team to back here just because their Mm -hmm. offense has been so damn bad over the last month. Third worst OPS in all of baseball in the month of May. So even when the pitching has been there, The Bats have not. They have scored four runs or fewer in seven of their last ten games. So I'll be on the Blue Jays in the first five innings. Let's go to New York. Mets-Phillies. We've got New York laying minus 175. We've got Philadelphia plus 145. Total of eight and a half runs. Taiwan Walker going for the Phils. Four and two, five, five, seven ERA against Mad Max. Max Scherzer, four and two with a three, five, four ERA this year. Jenks, do you back Max Scherzer here? Or is he somebody that you feel like needs to figure it out a little bit before you put your money on him?
0: This is my other bet for today. I love my first five run line bets, and I'm on Mad Max. I feel like he has put it together. If you look at his last three outings, Chelsea, he's given up a total of two earned runs in 18 innings while striking out 18. So, yeah, bit of a blip early in the season. Now he is in his groove. Taiwan Walker hasn't been bad, but looking at his splits, He is horrible away from Philly, an ERA of 6.75. Mets' first five run line. If you don't want to lay the juice with the Jays, Mets' first five run line is minus 120. I am on that as well.
1: I will say this the Phillies lineup always makes me nervous because they do have some good hitters. But still, it's a team that the offense has just not been there over the last few games, four runs or fewer in each of their last four games. And they've already have been pretty terrible in this series against the Mets, losing the first game of the series two nothing yesterday, four to one. So until the offense comes around, it's not a Philly team that I'd like to bat uh, back. It's not going to be a play for me at minus 175 on New York, but I would lean towards that side. Uh, Let's go to the Reds and the Red Sox in Boston, where the Sox are minus 165, total of nine runs, the Reds plus 140. Hunter Green, he's one and four with a 418 ERA against Chris Sale, who has rebounded a little bit. He's now five and two with a 472 ERA. What's the angle? What's the side? What is the play?
0: I guess I'll lean to the over. It is due to the over, minus 120. Not going to bet this. I'm tempted to bet on Chris Sale because he continues to pitch well, and he's been great in his last few starts. But the Reds are very, very good away from home. They have a team batting average when playing away from Cincy. that is third in all of Major League Baseball. And the Red Sox, best hitting team in the majors when playing at home. Both of these teams rank in the top six when hitting the over this season. I think we can get there by the end of the game. So let's go over nine. learn more at marines.com
1: and if you look at the over it's hit in two of the last three for hunter green even though he's coming off a really good one against the cubs six inning shutout against the cubs with 11 strikeouts maybe it's worth a strikeout prop here for hunter green because he's had double digit strikeouts in back-to-back games and plus when you have a younger pitcher i feel like they get a longer leash I know he's one and four, but he's somebody the Reds really want uh, him to get his innings, to figure out his stuff. But sometimes he's just not very efficient. So you'll get those crazy stat lines like, you know, 10 strikeouts, four runs, three home runs, and seven innings of work. So it's kind of a grab bag when you're backing Hunter Green. And like you said, Chris Sale has found it, it feels like. Mm Uh, especially when it comes to efficiency because we knew that the walks were kind of a problem early on as control just wasn't there. So I would back the Red Sox probably in the first five, but also taking a long, hard look at whatever number they post for Hunter Green. Let's go to the Marlins and the Padres. San Diego, minus 120 here. The Marlins, even money at home. Total of eight runs. Joe Musgrove for San Diego has a two and two record, five six four ERA. Jesus Lizardo back a for the the Marlins here, four and three, three, six, seven ERA. When I saw these two teams matching up, I think I automatically thought under because both of these offenses are pretty terrible. But both these pitchers on paper, you see the names. Joe Musgrove, somebody who was thrown a no-hitter, mm-hmm. but he's given up some hits lately. Same goes for Jesus Lazardo. So I'm kind of torn. I think I'm leaning towards the under here just because both these offenses are so bad. But do yeah. you have a stronger or a clearer feel? on this one than I do.
0: No, I actually I feel the same way. I would go full game under or first five under, which is four and a half, and the under is minus one twenty five. I just think this is a spot where maybe Joe Musgrove should be able to pitch pretty well because Miami is the second-worst team in all of baseball, especially in the first five innings. They don't generate a lot of offense. Hey, Suze Lizardo has been very good when pitching at home this season. He's 1-1 one and one with an ERA of 2.57. And we've talked about ad nauseum, how the Padres just have a hard time hitting the baseball. That includes a 2-10 average when facing right-handed pitchers. So I would go first five under 4.5 or full game under eight.
1: Right, because if you follow trends, both of these teams have been scorching hot to the under in this situation. The Marlins at home this year, over-under record of 9, 16, and 2. So 16 of those games hitting the under. And if you look at the Padres, on the road this year, 8, 17, and 3. So 17 of their games on the road this year have hit the under. So I think that's the way to go for me. Uh, A full game under of 8. Next up... We have the Guardians and the Twins. Speaking of unders, I think I like an under in this one as well. Uh, We've got a total of eight runs. Twins minus 145 here. Tanner Bybee against Pablo Lopez. Are you seeing this one as a total game or side game?
0: I am with you here. I'm going with the under. And is it Bibby or Bybee? I always get this wrong. I'll go with you. Is it Bybee? Well, well, Bybee Mm -hmm. has allowed more than two runs only once this season. And he just keeps getting better. Young guy. So with each passing start, we've seen his metrics improve. Pablo Lopez has fallen off a little bit since the start of the season. And his ERA jumps more than two runs when he's pitching at home. But I don't know if it matters against these Guardians bats. Yeah, they went off last night for the first time all season. So what? As you mentioned, we're talking about two of the best under teams in all of baseball. Guardians hit the under more than 65% of the time. That number is around 56% for minnesota so let's go under eight
1: yeah i love the under here uh looking at the guardians by themselves one of the worst run scoring offenses in all of baseball over the last month second worst ops in baseball and the twins aren't much better they're bottom 10 in most statistical categories despite having some pop in their lineup guys like carlos correa and byron buxton but those guys seem to routinely always be hurt so i like the pitching matchup here i like the total and I will be hitting the under of eight, especially when it's a healthier total of eight runs. Uh, We got to get to break quickly, but we have one more on the slate. Rockies D-backs, Arizona laying a buck 75 at home behind Zach Davies, Chase Anderson, total nine and a half. Do you like the over here like I do?
0: I like Rockies on the money line. These two pitchers are pretty comparable just based on the fact that neither Mm -hmm. of them have started many innings this year. So when you're talking about a coin flip and two similar bullpens, let's just get some plus money.
1: Yeah, Zach Davies does not deserve to be a minus 175 Mm -hmm. favorite. What are we doing here?